Something to note, all myths have many versions and variations. For this episode, we've selected the stories that are most entertaining and supplemented them with additional research into Celtic traditions. Our versions may not be the myth you're familiar with, but we hope you enjoy them. And be warned, today's episode contains discussions of murder and graphic violence. Please exercise caution for listeners under 13. The old man sits once more at the table in the furthest corner of the pub. Tonight, the young men are gone. In fact, the pub is deserted. The revelry has moved outside. Mummers in brightly colored costumes prowl the streets, leering and jeering at children who shriek with delight. A bonfire blazes in the town square, making the shadows flicker with a sinister animation. Turnips hang from doorways and fences, sporting crudely carved eyes with smoldering coals spilling from their mouths. The Festival of Samhain is here. Inside the pub, the barmaid sits once again with the old man. Ah, kind of you, Mary, to help an old man. You should be out with the crowd, enjoying the festival. But be sure not to stray far from the firelight. Those merrymakers out there should be more careful. Tonight's the night when the spirits walk the earth, and the veil is thinnest between our world and the gods. It was on a Samhain's Eve like this that my father had his next adventure, a dark night when he challenged his old foe, McMorna, in his own father's name, and came face to face with the shadow of Tara, a malevolent god known as Aulan, the Burner. Welcome to Mythology, a Spotify original from Parcast. Every Tuesday, we present dramatic stories from ancient mythology and explore their origins. I'm your host and narrator, Vanessa Richardson. You can find all episodes of Mythology and all other Spotify originals from Parcast for free on Spotify. Today is the second of two episodes about Fionn McCool. When we left him last, he was still a boy of ten, but after tasting a particular salmon, he was blessed by knowledge beyond his years. Today's story takes place on Samhain, the precursor to the modern holiday of Halloween. The ancient Celts believed this harvest festival was the gateway to the dark half of the year. They'd pray, offer sacrifices, and gather around a communal bonfire to celebrate. But Samhain wasn't all feasts and merriment. Like our contemporary equivalent, it had a close association with the other world, the place where spirits rested and fairy folk roamed. And on this one night a year, the barriers separating the two worlds were lifted, letting humans in and monsters out. Coming up, Fionn's quest for revenge culminates with a confrontation. This episode is brought to you by Anytime Fitness. Forget dark alleys and cemeteries. For some, the gym is the scariest place of all, but it doesn't have to be. With a personalized plan and expert coaching, Anytime Fitness can help make the gym less frightening. Get more for your gym membership than machines. Get personalized support anytime, anywhere. Visit anytimefitness.com to try it for free today. Terms, conditions, and restrictions apply. See website for details. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. 
Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. As the sun set on Samhain Eve, music rang out and fires lit the night across Ireland. But in Tara, the seat of the Ard Rhee, the High King, all was silent. From the great hall of the castle to the low huts outside, every eye watched the horizon and waited for the burner to come. Ah, I'm sick of this blasted waiting. Someone fetch Golmak Mona. Sat upon his throne, High King Khan glowered as a servant scurried off to find his second in command. Khan was a legend, a hero of a hundred battles, but tonight he found himself once again preparing for a war he could not win. 23 years it's been. 23! 23 years of sitting in this freezing hall, hearts growing cold and ashen, me growing stale and undrunk. It's supposed to be a celebration, yet every forsaken year, it's dour as a funeral. The servant returned. Behind him walked a tall, wicked-looking man. With each step, a heavy sword clanked against his thigh. Light from the torches glittered in his single eye, the other marred by a puckered pink scar. Gull, report. No sight of the devil yet, my lord. Of course not. We'd never show her face in daylight, if she has a face at all. Not to worry, sir. We'll drive her back. I have a plan. A plan? Yes, I know all about you and your plans. How long have you been captain of the Fianna? Ten years, sir. Ten years! A decade! And what's happened every last one of those ten years? Sir. You come up with some fail-safe plan, and yet every blasted sound, what happens? The sleeping sickness sweeps through the castle. Knights and servants drowse at their posts. Last year, the poor cook drowned in her own soup! And then we're awoken to find that all in the burner has once again left Tara a smoldering ruin. Honestly, sometimes I wonder why I try. Before Gull could object, the doors to the great hall banged open. A servant burst into the room, breathing heavily. Unable to speak, he pointed outside. She's here. What? It's not yet sunset. Fiona, to arms. At once, the Great Hall plunged into a flurry of activity. Warriors fell into formation at the door, wielding shining swords and heavy clubs. At the windows, archers drew their bowstrings taut. Gull took up a position in front of the High Table, placing his body in front of the High King. Hold! For long minutes, they held their positions, not a muscle twitching as they listened for the burner. Soon, they could hear footsteps coming from outside. Hold! I want her where I can see her! Finally, the footsteps stopped outside the Great Hall. The Fianna tensed as the door creaked open. But the figure that stepped through the door wasn't an otherworldly demon. Instead, a boy of ten with a shock of white hair stood on the threshold. <laughs> it's only a boy. And to think you are worried, Gull. I think, Your Highness, that I acted appropriately. <sighs> Whatever. You, boy, 
Who are you to put my castle in such disarray? Don't you know it's Sauron Eve? I'm terribly sorry. I was hoping to ask one of your guards outside for directions, but everyone seemed in a panic over something on the horizon. I'm looking for Gull McMorna. You found him. What do you want, Pipsqueak? Uh, wonderful. Nice to meet you, Gull. The boy drew the long sword that hung from his waist. Prepare to die. <laughs> Put that poker away, boy, before you hurt yourself. Your Highness, permission to take this distraction to the dungeon. We can deal with him after we defeat Arlen. Hold on. I think he's challenging you to some kind of duel. Answer his challenge, Go. We could all do it some entertainment. Your Highness, you can't be serious. He's a runt. Do you really want me to kill this boy for your amusement? The boy, impatient, leapt up to the high table. He swung his sword at Gull. Fast as a cat, Gull had his own sword free of its sheath. He knocked the boy's blade away with enough force to send him crashing to the ground. I don't know. Seems like this runt could put up a good fight. The boy rose to his feet once more, his face scarlet with anger. I'm no runt! I'm Fionn McCool, here to take my rightful place at the head of the Fianna, and to avenge my father's murder by the coward Gull McMorna. A collective gasp rippled throughout the Great Hall. Rumors had swirled about the fallen hero Cool fathering a son, but most assumed it was merely a tall tale. The king was the first to speak. Welcome, Fionn, son of Cool. Your father was a great man whom I was lucky to call a friend. I'd hate to have such a friend. You led the charge against him. I know how it seems to someone so young, but I am High King, and the people look to me to uphold order. Your father broke the law when he stole your mother. It broke my heart to treat him as an enemy, but I could not bend the rules for him. And yet you abide a murderer to sit at your right hand? That's a serious accusation, Fionn. Gull is many things but he is neither a coward nor a murderer. Gull rescued her on my orders. Your father's death in the battle was a tragic accident. And was it on your orders that Gull stabbed my father in the back? Anger bloomed in Gull's single eye. Perhaps it'll be easier to watch your tongue when I remove it from your mouth. Gull, put away your sword. Young Fionn, I understand your pain, but we are on the eve of a great battle and I cannot lose my commander. What battle? It's Samhain. The countryside is celebrating. I saw no invading army as I traveled here. It's not an army we stand ready for. It's a god. She first came here 23 years ago. And every year hence, on Samhain Eve, she journeys to Tara from the land of Tirnanog. She strums her harp and sings sweet songs, the notes so pure and warm, they lull whoever listens to sleep. While the castle sleeps, she opens her terrible maw and breathes flame across the land. Twenty-three times she has burned Tara to the ground. I'll die before I see it happen at twenty-fourth. She does this every Samhain? Why? Have you angered her in some way? Watch your tongue when you speak to the High King. Patience, Gull. He's young, raised by the Druidesses. He does not know our customs. Fionn, if I knew the reason why, I wouldn't be cowering in my castle. Fionn went silent for a long moment. He chewed his thumb as he thought. King Khan smiled fondly. There was still much of a boy about this young warrior. Your Highness, I have a proposal for you. I'm listening. I will defeat Alden for you and save Tara. <laughs> Laughter echoed around the Great Hall. Though Fionn spoke with the certainty of a man, no one could see how such a small boy, a boy who sucked his thumb like a babe in arms, could defeat a god. That 
would be a very great deed indeed. I have one condition. If you can stop the burner, you may have whatever you wish. I want my father's rightful place. I want to lead the Fianna. The men roared with laughter. Gull blazed with anger, but King Khan put up his hand. Silence! If all the warriors assembled here could not defeat Alan, perhaps a young hero is just what we need. Very well, Fionn McCool. If you can do as you say, you will have what you desire. Coming up, Fionn prepares to battle a god. Hi, I'm Christine Schiefer. And I'm M. Schultz. We're the hosts of Rituals, the new Spotify original from Parcast. If you've heard our podcast, And That's Why We Drink, you know we are no strangers to true crime and the paranormal. We're also into the occult uh, to chat about. Not to join, but, you know, to, to learn and educate. <laughs> Every Monday on Rituals, we're journeying through mystifying stories of sorcery, alchemy, Satanism, and more, and trying to determine if the dark arts of the past impact us today. Like weather witches? Who were they? Or the Fountain of Youth? Address, please. <laughs> Don't forget about werewolf trials, Em. Objection, Christine. Let's not give too much away. And instead, let's tell everyone to follow our new podcast, Rituals, free and only on Spotify. This episode is brought to you by Anytime Fitness. Forget dark alleys and cemeteries. For some, the gym is the scariest place of all. But it doesn't have to be. With a personalized plan and expert coaching, Anytime Fitness can help make the gym less frightening. Get more for your gym membership than machines. Get personalized support anytime, anywhere. Visit anytimefitness.com to try it for free today. Terms, conditions, and restrictions apply. See website for details. Two guys drove to work. Neither guy wore a seatbelt. One guy got a ticket. One guy didn't. The same two guys drove home. One guy wore his seatbelt. One guy didn't. One guy made it home. The guy not wearing his seatbelt didn't. Don't risk it. Click it or ticket. Paid for by NHTSA. Now back to the story. As Fionn followed High King Khan deep into the bowels of his castle at Tara, something was bothering him. A strange phrase ran through his mind, like something he'd once heard in a dream. But he couldn't for the life of him figure out what it meant. The tune so sweet it burns, only by the ear so pure it does not hear. The ear so pure wakes only to the flame. What was that? Nothing. Sorry. As I was saying, I'm sure we can find something in here to aid you in your battle with Alan the Burner. They'd come to a heavy set of iron doors. The High King signaled to the two men standing guard. With immense effort, they pulled the doors open. Inside was a trove of enough weapons to arm the country twice over. Polished knives with enamel handles hung in neat rows. Spears were stacked like so many pieces of fresh timber. Bows twice as tall as Fionn hung from hooks overhead. You didn't think we'd send you into battle unprepared. Fionn walked through the rows of weapons and armor, testing the weight of the blades and the draw of the bowstrings. Your Highness, if I am to defeat Alin, there is still some information I'm missing. Can you think of any reason why she targets you so? Who can tell the will of a god? I know, but think back. What happened 23 years ago? Was there anything that could have ignited Alin's fury? Hmm, I don't know. I was a youth then. Not much older than you. That Samhain... Hmm, well... It was a strange one. Maybe there was something in the events of that day. That year, my father, High King Philemeh, 
led a raiding party into the land of youth. If I remember right, it was for some petty offense. It seems the god Angus ran off with the clan leader's daughter. The man demanded punishment and the return of his child. Angus refused. I don't believe they got much to show for it. A few cattle that, outside Tirnanug, stopped producing milk. Horses that went lame as soon as they entered Tara. Angus's crown, which rusted the moment my father put it atop his head. But I'm not sure what that has to do with Arlen. Everything they took was from Angus's stronghold. And once they crossed the Vale back to our land, most of it crumbled into dust. Do you still have the spoils from the raid? You must take me to them. Perhaps our answer lies there. While Fionn and the High King searched for an answer to their mystery in the castle, below in the dungeons, McMorna was looking for a solution of his own. Idiots! Every last one of you! We've known for weeks that Cool's whelp was out mucking about in the wilderness. I tell you to find him and bring him to me, and all I hear is how this boy is outsmarting the men who call themselves Aira's finest warriors. Always one step behind, one day too slow. He must be a spirit, McMorna. A ghost on the wind. And then you stand. Like dumb animals when this so-called ghost child walks right up to Castle Tora? Well, what do you have to say for yourselves? The Fianna stayed silent, eyes cast on the ground. They knew it was a trap. Anything they said would only make Morna angrier. Point proven! I'm surrounded by idiots! Ah, well, I'll just have to do it myself. The young pup thinks he can take on Arlen, can rouse himself from her sleeping song. Well, I'll just make sure he never wakes up. A bright-eyed crow swooped down from the ceiling and landed on Gull's shoulder. It dropped a long stalk topped with small white flowers into his outstretched hand. Thank you, Bibe. Hmm, Hemlock. At least someone around here is thinking proactively. Fetch me a bottle of wine. I'll give that brat a toast he'll remember as long as he lives. <laughs> Back in the castle proper, High King Khan was learning that finding a single stack amidst the spoils of a hundred battles was much easier said than done. Last, another room full of junk. Only broken pots and threadbare tapestries in this one. After this is over, I really should have someone organize these. Fionn stood in the hallway, gazing at a seemingly never-ending line of doors. It would take them hours to search all the rooms in the castle, even with every servant's help. And they didn't have hours. Through a nearby window, Fionn could see the sky outside was growing red and hazy. It was nearly sunset. Fionn, there's something I want to talk to you about. It's gold. I like you, Your Highness. From all I've heard, you're a just ruler, even when forced to make difficult decisions. But nothing you can say can calm the hatred in my heart for Gull McMorna. I know. Believe me, I know how hard it is to put out a fire once it's been lit. You've got strong convictions, admirable in someone of such a young age. You're like a great hound. You'll only end your chase when you've captured your quarry. Believe it or not, you remind me a lot of your father. Ah, so my father was a dog, too? Don't be smart. Your father wasn't just leader of the Fianna in name. There's a difference between a hound and a master of Fionn, and that's the knowledge when to call off the hunt, when to show mercy. I'm sorry, Your Highness, but I swore an oath. I can't let Gull live. Believe me, I know Gull is maddening as a fairy's buttocks, but he's a good tactician, strong fighter, devilishly clever when he's got a plot to cook up, and has more experience in his little toe than you've had in your ten years. He's an asset, Fionn. The men respect him. All right, so he's a valuable murderer. Fionn? All right, okay. I'll think about it. 
Fian put his thumb in his mouth as he scanned the doors lining the hallway. Why do you do that? Mm. What? Sticking your thumb in your mouth. You're nearly a man now, young Fionn. It's time to leave such childish things behind. <laughs> you sound like my aunts. Your Highness, do you see how it's red and scarred? I burned this thumb on the roasting fat of the Salmon of Knowledge. This thumb holds all the wisdom in the world. The world must not be very wise for it to all fit in there. What's it telling you now? It's telling me that the answer we seek lies just ahead. End of the hall, last room on the left. Fionn and the king hurried forward to an old door. All right, Fionn. Let's see how much this thumb of knowledge knows about the layout of my castle. The hinges squeaked as if the door hadn't been open in years. Thick dust motes swirled lazily through the air. Fionn had the distinct feeling that they hadn't so much opened a closet as a tomb of long-forgotten wonders. That's it! The crown my father took from Angus! In the center of the room, seated on a pedestal heavy with dust, lay a simple golden circlet. At the center was a stone that glowed with a dull red fire. Fionn stepped forward and picked up the crown. It felt light and brittle in his hand, like it would fall apart at any moment. He could see that rust had eaten through the inscription carved into the metal. What did I tell you? Junk! Not entirely. There's something in here. Do you smell something... rotting? The High King and the boy ventured deeper into the chamber, examining rusting swords and moldering linens. The farther they got, the stronger the scent of rotten eggs grew. In the farthest corner of the room was a long wooden shaft. One end was wrapped in a thick, roughly woven cloth. It was submerged in a bucket full of water, obviously long forgotten. But strangely enough, the water in the bucket bubbled as if it sat atop a brazier. Fionn tried to grab the shaft, but found that a thick chain bolted it to the wall. Someone had taken great care to secure this, whatever it was. Oh, that awful stink is coming from the water. No, I don't think so. Fionn picked up an old knife from nearby. He jammed the blade into the wall at the base of the chain. He carefully levered the knife up and down, loosening the chain from the crumbling rock behind it. With one final hard push... He wrenched the chain from the wall and slipped it off the wooden shaft. All right, let's see what this is. Fionn carefully unwrapped the sodden, stinking blanket. As the water touched the metal beneath, it sizzled and spat. A wave of immense heat washed over Fionn, and he quickly dropped the object, throwing his hands up to protect his face. Ah, it stings! Laying in the wrappings was an ancient-looking spear. Its golden head glowed with an internal fire, and acrid smoke curled from its point. The smell of sulfur was unbearable. Fionn held his thumb as close to the spearhead as he dared. The heat irritated his still-healing burns. The ear so pure wakes only to the flame. What does that mean? It means I know why Alan's after Tara, and how to stop her. He hefted the spear, testing the balance in his hands. The metal head still radiated heat, but the wooden shaft was cool to the touch. We're going to beat back the burner with her own weapon. As the sun kissed the horizon, the residents of Castle Tara assembled once more in the Great Hall. The High King's soldiers sharpened their swords and fastened their boiled leather armor. 
the Fianna took up positions near the door under Gull's watchful single eye. As the High King stood, the room fell silent. Men of Tara! Men of the Fianna! Men of Era! A dark night falls on us this Samhain Eve. But fear not, I have seen the power of our savior, a boy with the bearing of a man and the wisdom of eons. Tonight, Tara shall rise from the ashes of 23 years. Tonight, it is Arlen that will burn. Tara Abu and gods bless our hero, Fionn McCool. As the assembled army cheered their young hero, Gull McMorna appeared beside him. He held a cup of wine out to the boy. A toast from the blood of my enemy. May there spring friendship. Gull raised his glass. After a moment, Fionn did too. Not friendship, brotherhood. So long as I shall live. Smiling, Fionn returned Gull's toast and took a long, deep drink. Gull could barely conceal his glee. Yes, as long as you shall live. But Gull didn't have long to celebrate, for as the roar of the men faded away, a new sound came from beyond the castle walls. The sweet, soft, lilting melody of a harp. Allen is here. Coming up, Fionn confronts the burner. Now back to the story. Fionn walked through the halls of the castle to meet his enemy. The sounds of Allen's harp grew stronger with each step. In one hand, he held Birga, the god's spear, its head wrapped in heavy fabric. In the other, a heavy shield of hardened leather. He could already feel her magic working on him. His eyelids drooped. Around him, archers, guards, and warriors of the Fianna stifled yawns. One man collapsed to the ground, then another. As Fionn crossed the last few feet to the castle door, every man he could see was snoring. Some leaned on their spears, others had collapsed onto their comrades. Fionn opened the door to face Allen alone. The village at the base of the castle, which had just an hour before been bustling with Samhain preparations, was eerily quiet. In the distance, Fionn could see something red and glowing. Fionn's limbs felt sluggish, when he thought he couldn't keep his eyes open any longer, he unwrapped the spear. The spear blazed with the same light as the horizon. It gave off smoke so acrid, Fionn felt his eyes water and his nose twitch. The sulfuric fumes and the blazing heat worked. He suddenly felt awake and alert. The ear so pure wakes only to the flame. So that's what that means. Why isn't wisdom ever in plain Irish? Fionn moved forward, slowly and silently as a stalking predator. Allen was a god, a thousand times stronger than Fionn would ever be. But he had one slim advantage. She thought that everyone at Tara was asleep. Fionn halted at a rise just outside the village where a gnarled yew tree sprouted. He clambered up the trunk, taking care to hide himself in the branches with his spear close to his face. 
He took a deep breath of the rotten fumes, and he waited. At the edge of the world, where the darkening sky touched the green grass, a burning wall blazed, marking the end of Fionn's world and the beginning of the gods. Through a gap in the flame, a figure emerged. She was massive in stature and more shadow than physical being, a monstrous void with arms and legs that stretched higher than any castle. With each step, she seemed to traverse miles. It was moments before Allen stood just beyond the yew where Fionn hid. Even so close, the only feature Fionn could make out were two large, burning eyes, flickering like coals in her impenetrable face. With a melodious voice as pure as a flute, she spoke. Ah, Tara. I've missed you this past year. So resourceful the mortals are, so stubborn. Even though the soot of last year marks the stones, still they rebuild. Oh well. It was a good effort. Allen opened her jaws and a jet of bright orange flame arced out, heading straight for the castle. With a shout, Fionn leapt from his tree. He swung the spear in a futile effort to stop the flames. He could feel the intense heat, smell his own hair burning. He tensed, waiting for the impact. What? But none came. Instead, the spearhead glowed white hot as it absorbed Allen's flames and blasted the fire out once more, straight into the earth at Fionn's feet. When the smoke cleared, Fionn stood at the edge of a newly created chasm, the edges still smoldering. Gods, that was close. Come no closer, Alan. You will not destroy Tara tonight. Who are you? How can you be awake? Never mind, don't tell me. It was nice to meet you, whoever you are. Again, Allen opened her jaws, and again an arrow of flame raced towards Fionn. But this time, he swung the spear towards her. He caught Allen's flame on impact, and sent it streaking back through the air directly at her. Large as she was, Allen moved fast. She darted out of the way of her own flames, but she wasn't quite quick enough. The fiery comet grazed her shoulder. That... What? How could you possibly... Her burning eyes narrowed to slits as she noticed the weapon in Fionn's hands. Virga, a smart little mortal. Who are you? I am Fionn McCool, rightful leader of the Fianna. I come on behalf of High King Khan to end the destruction of Tara once and for all. Now leave this place, return to Tirnanog, and never come back. You're clever. Really, you are. But even the smartest little mouse cannot command the sun. Give me my spear, Fionn McCool, and I promise you a swift death. You've seen what I can do. Blast me again and I'll just send it right back. Maybe so. But aren't you getting tired? All that heat is a lot for a little body to handle, mouse. Fionn wiped the sweat from his brow. She was right, he was growing tired. The fumes from the spear were making his vision hazy. He couldn't do this for much longer. Now, give me my spear. 
When Fionn made no move to comply, Allen shrugged. So be it. Once again, Allen spit flames at Fionn, but this time he darted forward, leaping over the chasm she'd carved in the earth. He landed, rolled, and thrust the spear forward right into Allen's leg. Panicking, Allen turned on her heel and fled. Fionn followed close behind. He could not let her escape. He had to put an end to her menace for good. Come back here, coward! Fionn chased Allen to the edge of the world, where a wall of flames touched earth and sky. The entrance to Tirnanog, the land of eternal youth. Already the sun was peeking over the horizon. The veil between this world and the next was growing solid once more. Fionn had one chance. I'll remember this, little mouse Fionn. And next year, I'll be back for you. Allen darted through the entrance as the flaming walls crashed closed. A moment before the portal was sealed, Fionn threw the stinking spear with all his might. It hit home. The doors to Tirnanog closed and the wall of fire faded into the sunrise. Sawin was past. Fionn turned to see that Tara was still intact. He'd done it. Yes! Now to collect my reward. That wasn't so... Oh. What now? Fionn doubled over in pain. Something was wrong. His insides were writhing, his intestines cramping and seizing. Moments after victory, he collapsed to the ground. Inside the Great Hall of Tara, King Khan blinked awake. Around him, soldiers and warriors stretched and yawned. The morning sunlight streamed in through the high windows. It took him a moment to register what was going on. The morning after Samhain had dawned, and Tara was still standing. What? No fire? No smoke? Go! The, the boy's done it! Well, yes, your highness. <laughs> well, old friend, looks like you're out of a job. Now, where is Fionn? Across the hall, the gathered Fiona were wondering the same thing but their white-haired hero was missing. A crow flew in through the window and landed on Gull McMorna's outstretched arm. It hopped up to his shoulder, squawking loudly. Your Highness, news from the battleground. It appears our young savior did not make it. Bibe says she saw him collapse beneath the yew just beyond the village. No! Poor child. It must have been Arlen's extreme heat. Fiona, send scouts out to the rise. I want Fionn's body returned so we can give him a proper burial. I, I don't understand. He defeated Arlen. He saved Tara. How could he be dead? I'm sorry, Your Majesty. He would have made a great warrior. I only regret that I won't be able to fight alongside him. Not to worry, Gaul. There's still plenty of chances. The door to the Great Hall flung open to reveal a bruised, bloody, but very much alive Fionn. What? But I... But you you drank! Fionn! My boy! I knew you could do it! Thanks to you, Tara is saved! The king rushed to Fionn, lifting him from the ground in an embrace. Gull glowered at them. But how did you do it? I'd like to know the same thing. It was simple. 
Seems the fearsome Allen can't handle a taste of her own medicine. No trouble at all, really. The worst was what was happening in my guts. Seems something I ate didn't agree with me. Fionn fixed Gull with a steely eye. Gull, next time you propose a toast, be careful the wine hasn't gone off. Seems a bit of hemlock made its way into my cup. The two stared at each other for a tense moment, a grizzled veteran warrior and the boy with the power to end him. Lucky for you, living in the Druidus' home, I'm well-versed in poisons and their antidotes. You really might want to dump that cask of wine, though. A silly, dangerous mistake for the vintner to make. Fionn flashed a smile. Gull seethed. I'm glad you're all right, young Fionn. And I remember my promise. Gull, you have served well this past decade. But your time as leader of the Fianna is over. I give you a choice. Submit to Fionn or lead this kingdom forever. For a long moment, Gull kept his hand on his sword. Fionn tensed, ready for him to attack. Gull drew his weapon and handed it to the High King. All right, pup. Good luck with the men. You'll need it. Wait just a minute, Gull. Someone recently reminded me that my father was a master, not a hound. I wouldn't be following his example if I let my best lieutenant go. Gull, you'll stay as second in command. Fionn leaned in close to Gull's ear. They say a wounded bear is much more dangerous. Seems it's safer to keep you within my sight. Men of the Fianna, raise your swords! From this day forward, I name your new leader, Fionn, son of Kool. Lead with honor in my name, young Fionn. He held the sword out to the boy. The Fianna are yours. Hail, Fionn McCool! Hail, Fionn McCool! Inside the pub, the old man sits, staring into the hearth. His mind is elsewhere, lost amidst the adventures of the past. He looks up, suddenly remembering his audience. Oh, you're married. It seems I've talked your ear off yet again. Go, go on out to the bonfires and celebrate. Oh, what? Oh, yes, uh, Fionn and go. It was a curious tactic he took, I'll admit, keeping Gull on. He had good reasons, and their story is far from over, but it's late, Mary, and I'm tired. I'll see you back here another night, Mary. There's still much to record, and little time to do it in. Are the tales of Fionn as a man... How he hunted down my mother, Sive, the white deer. The times he faltered, when he chased the lover's Granya and Deermut, and when he finally crossed blades with his greatest enemy, Gull Macmorna. What my father learned as a boy made him the hero he became. His deeds shaped this land. They must not be forgotten. Before I travel to Tiernanog once more, I must get it all down. For if we lose our past, what will become of our future? The tales of Fionn McCool's childhood come to us from The Boyhood Deeds of Fionn, a 12th century narrative of the young hero. Fionn's deeds make up a body of work called the Fenian Cycle, preserved in various medieval manuscripts. Though it's unclear if Fionn was a real person or based on a historical warrior, it's easy to see he had an outsized impact on the literature and cultural identity of Ireland. 
though he was said to roam the island in the second or third century, around the time when High King Khan of the Hundred Battles ruled, his stories were still being written down nearly a thousand years later. Fionn could be considered Ireland's answer to the ancient Greek stories of Hercules or the old English epic of Beowulf. And though he may not be as well-known outside the counties of Ireland, his impact is still felt today. Folk tales still recount how Fionn tore up great chunks of the coastline to make a bridge to Scotland during a great battle with a giant. The remains of this feat is the Giant's Causeway, a famous geological formation jutting out into the Irish Sea. Fionn appears in literature, his name being sometimes used for a character in James Joyce's Finnegan's Wake. And Fionn also lives on, famously or infamously, in the Irish nationalist movement. In the mid-1850s, Irish nationalists who wanted a country free of British rule founded the Irish Republican Brotherhood. They and their brother organization in America were at the head of the Fenian movement, groups willing to use force to gain independence for Ireland. Named after Fionn McCool, members of the Fenian movement clashed with ruling British authorities. They chose the name to evoke the Irish revolutionary spirit that they believed Fionn personifies. While they worked to organize a government for a free Ireland, they also used violent tactics to advance their goals, setting off several bombs in England. Because of this, their legacy is a complex one, controversial but integral to understanding Irish history. For over a thousand years, Fionn has been a central figure of Irish patriotism, at home and abroad. He's a fixture of land and literature, and was a rallying cry during the War for Independence. Like his country of origin, Fionn has survived in many forms. A precocious boy, a shrewd old man, even a giant. But each time he appears, he carries with him the same message. That with wisdom, bravery, and a dash of luck, anyone can change their own story. Thanks again for tuning in to Mythology. You can find more episodes of Mythology and all other Spotify originals from Parcast for free on Spotify. We'll be back next week with another epic story. Mythology is a Spotify original from Parcast. Executive producers include Max and Ron Cutler. Sound design by Brian Golub, with production assistance by Ron Shapiro, Trent Williamson, Carly Madden, and Freddie Beckley. This episode of Mythology was written by Molly Quinlan, with writing assistance by Robert Teamstra and Andrew Kelleher, fact-checking by Bennett Logan, and research by Adriana Gomez. The amazing cast of voice actors includes Tiana Camacho, Drew Lawn, Cameron Nikod, and Laith Walshlegger. I'm Vanessa Richardson. Werewolves, witches, and Arthur Conan Doyle? Oh my! Sounds like fascinating topics to discuss on our new show, Rituals, Christine. You know what, Em? It sure does. Every Monday on Rituals, join us as we explore the evolution of spiritualism and the occult through stories, practices, and the impact on modern culture. If you've heard our podcast and that's why we drink, this is the perfect pairing for you. And if you haven't, go give us a try. Follow our Spotify original from Parcast, Rituals. Listen free only on Spotify.